Okay, I'll get the sieve. Are you ready? Are you going to do stirrings? Okay, I'll do the stirring. Okay. Okay, dry ingredients first. Right. So we need 100 grams of things we've watched. Okay, yep. And then we've got 75 grams of things we've played. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And another 75 grams of dark things we've listened to. Oh, oh, that's the the scary sounds. I guess so. (laughs) Okay, now I need, let's see, a 75 gram dollop of skits. Oh, and let's see, 100 grams of butter or non-dairy Silly voices. I mean, I think we've got some non-dairy silly voices in the back of the back of the fridge. Yeah, I'm gonna scatter a little bit of cinnamon in there. Oh, of course. Mm, maybe some malt, because it'll make them extra chewy. And also, B vitamins. Yay! Yay! Uh, yeah, that I think that'll do us. Okay, you already stir that up, and then yep. we'll just stick that in the oven for about an hour. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast. We're two queer trans ladies. We tell you about things we have experienced in the week that are pieces of media. How are you doing on, on this day? Ah! Also, I was very disappointed that I didn't get any side effects from a second COVID jab. You, you didn't have an excuse to take a day off. I, I I did it on a Sunday as well, so it was like, if it happens, not wasting my weekend this time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, nothing, look, a there's thing. a little bit of me that would have been tempted to be like, I mean, like, look, look, what if I just tell work ads? <laughs> oh no, the side effects. Oh no, the side effects. Oh no, the side effects. It's not like you're going in or anything for them to see how you're doing. <sighs> Is charged. Anyway, we've played some things this week. We have played some things. Tell me about a thing that you've played this uh, week. I played a video game this week. Just the one. Just the one, really. I've, I've been playing Scarlet Nexus. Ooh, that's the red one. That's the red one. Um, This is the very, very nice-looking cell-shading anime fighty, 3D fighty game. It is... Problematic? It, uh... <laughs> Question. I mean, the, the only thing that I, I sort of picked up on from watching you play it was, you're the son of a politician and you're a cop. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, no, you're not a cop. You're a member of the military who is... Oh, you're, that's you're so the, much better. I, I know it's not better. I, I didn't say it was better. <laughs> I'm trying to be specific. We have all of the fucking hits in this one. Oy. So you're son of a politician, brother of the he- at the head of the police, um, a member of the military, and also a great, 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 great descendant of the legendary hero. So you're just destined, you know, biologically for greatness. To be a right-wing prick. I, I mean, they've not acted like a right-wing prick, and if anything, like, I have... So far, they have shown a willingness to not obey the rules that are demanded upon them when they, you know, being like, no, that is immoral. I will not do what I have been commanded to do. And there is okay. some there is some hope that maybe they will resist <laughs> the authoritarian path of their elder male relatives. We'll see. Um, but putting that aside, it is a character action game in the vein of something like a, a Near Automata or a Devil May Cry. Um... But the gimmick to the combat is that it feels like fighting games where you're trying to string together multi-hit combos. Um, 
fairly simple in the button presses you're having to execute. Um, to, to specify, I'm talking here about the male playable character. There are two playable characters. They have different stories. They have different playstyles. I've mainly played the male playable character so far, who is a short-range melee character. And his whole deal is you have basically square that you can do a combo with by mashing square. That is your melee attacks. You've got the right trigger that you can do uh, psychic attacks with. And if you timed the end of one thing, so say either the end of a string of melee attacks or the hit of a psychic attack, um, if when that happens you press the, the other one's button, you can basically combo between melee attack, psychic, melee, psychic, melee, psychic, not giving any kind of uh, window for enemies to attack you back. It's very satisfying to do. It's got a lot of... Like, if once you've gotten the rhythm of it, it feels like you are very, very powerful and nothing can stop you. Um, there is a lot of other stuff that gets layered on top of that, like party members that join you will each have unique abilities that you can use for a limited amount of time, and then they have a cooldown and they have to recharge, but it'll be things like uh, apply fire to your attack, and it might, like, your the end of your melee combo might now be a fire tornado, or slow down time, or do a big, uh, make yourself invincible for a second. Um, and the game really leans into its anime aesthetic to make the moments where you activate those special abilities feel really impressive. It sort of pauses time for a second and has a the character appear as a big portrait on screen and dramatically suddenly like, ah, oh, shit, everything's glowing and powerful now. And it is a mechanically very fun game to play. Um, my biggest issues with it so far are... Gosh, that game likes to just sort of waffle on about nothing for quite big periods of time. Um, there's a lot of periods of... The, there's a lot of conversations where it's like, I'm learning nothing new from this. And it's not amusingly written or performed enough for me to not care that it's going nowhere. I just want to get back to hitting the big things with my anime sword. Um, I've been assured that it does get better in that regard, but if you do play it, you may find yourself in some early conversations just going, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna mash through this, it really doesn't seem too important. Um, but the gameplay is really fun, and I can't name a game that I have ever seen do uh, 3D model cell shading better than this. Um, there are some, like, some anime movies I think do it better, like Promare is one, but, like, in terms of real-time, um, real-time renders, this is the best-looking anime cel-shaded 3D models I think I've ever seen. It is very impressive. Mm. It's a very fun game. I need to put more time into the other playable character, but I, I know myself, and I know that ranged characters are usually less my thing, but, um... I'm having a really fun time playing this game, in spite of itself, not because of it. Uh, what about you? Well, we had the new Zatu box, so we played some board games. We did. Which, do we Do we want to start with... One of them's not getting talked about at all, because fuck that game. I was going to say, we we, we we just not talking that one. Nope. There's, there's a game with a Ubisoft license attached. It ain't getting referenced. It's not getting, it's not getting any airtime on this show. If you want to read my thoughts on it, um, I have written a piece on, on stonemonkeyradio.blog. Uh, it's called Box of Shame, followed by the title of that game. <laughs> yes. Giving you some idea about 
my at feelings generally. Yeah. Yeah. So what else did we get in the box this we time? We got uh, a game called Four Gardens. We did. Which is a delightful little game about building little panoramas. Yeah. Of cards. You uh, have a handful of cards. I think it's five cards to start with. And you have um, just a little area and a little stockpile of, yeah. of four empty spaces. And this huge pagoda, uh, four-part pagoda, which has um, numbers one to f- uh, one to three around it, and a, yeah. and, a, and a blank space, and basically you will sort of you can rotate various sections of it, and those numbers will become greater or less, mm. and basically at some point you will play a card to rotate part of the pagoda and then take either from the top or the bottom. Yeah. Some things. Yes. And that will be like, hey, I need wood to build this part of my garden. I need stone and grass to make this part of my yeah. garden. There is a real uh, balancing act with that game of, okay, I specifically need wood. And right now, uh, wood is sort of in the middle of the pagoda. Mm-hmm. So whether I go from the top or the bottom, I'm going to have to go past something on the way there. I can't get... uh, If I go from the top, there's three water in the way and I'm not going to get enough wood because there'll only be one slot left by the time I get down to wood. What if I rotate the top section so that it's on zero because then I can get as much wood as possible? Um, It is. Can I do that without rotating the wood in a way that's uh, helpful to me? Yeah. It it is a really interesting little game. It's fascinating. And the fact that the pagoda can be put together in any order of the the four pieces means that every game is going to be slightly different from, ah, okay, well, uh, my strategy has to be slightly different because I've got to work out what exactly I want to make and And, what cards I'm going to focus on. Uh... Even in a two-player game, and I imagine this would be even worse in a in a in a larger player count. I don't game. think you could plan ahead at all. In well, a, in a if, I was going to say even in two-player, player, I don't think you can really plan ahead. There is maybe you try, can hope but for the best. But... Yeah. Uh, so because other players on their turns are rotating the pagoda, and they could be doing so from any height in any direction. Um, that that sort of turn that you're trying to line up, that you're looking at your cards and going, oh, I can rotate that piece around, could completely and utterly get screwed over by a single turn in the wrong direction. Yep. It's like, oh, everything I need is in the wrong place now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to sort of very much play it as, this is my turn, now I start thinking, what is the best thing I can do in this moment? Yeah, it's um, it's less than ideal. I mean, no, that's the challenge, though. It's it's fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. It's the the card art is beautiful. Yeah. The cards are a lovely heavyweight. Um, the fact that you've got like one side, you've got like what their position is, um, on the board, and then uh, or what position they are in the in the um, panorama, um, denoted by these little dots on the top of them, and then obviously the the art for the panorama itself. And on the back, you've got uh, a, a type of point that you can earn. A um a wheelbarrow icon, meaning that you can just spend the card to move things from your little stockpile onto cards, or off of the uh, that area just back into the stockpile. If it's like I don't need this, I'm stuck with it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some really interesting strategy stuff about like which card do I play? How do I play it? Do I want to spend it rotating the pagoda, or do I want to spend it? Um, trying to get things, and and then when you're picking up cards, like you can take either from the deck, or there are three open cards that you can see anytime. It's like okay, mm, 
that card might be more beneficial to me. I, I like as well that you get three actions on your turn, because the actions are simple enough that it's not overwhelming to have to do three things in one go, but it means that you've got enough of a chance to do something before your turn is done. Yeah. And also, like that, that is a, a really interesting way of being able to mitigate your um, problems with the Pagoda, because if you've got if only if you're in a super player game, you can go, okay, well, I'm going to use this to spin that back the way it was before and and collect, and then I'm going to use my, another one to do it. So, yes, you're using two turns yeah, to but, achieve what you want. Yeah, but the problem is, is when, when you, you do that, you're, all four of your spaces are used up already, and you've got to hope that you've got a wheelbarrow in the middle and enough places to put those objects to clear those space out so you can rotate it back to the way you wanted to rotate it. I mean, you'll always have the wheelbarrow, because that's on every single card. So. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's going to take up one of your actions. Exactly. I mean, it is, it is going to take longer to do the things, but it certainly is possible. Yeah, it's. I, I find the scoring system interesting as well, even though I forgot to do half of the scoring system. Um... So all of these little cards that you're completing uh, working towards dioramas uh, will move you up various different coloured point tracks. And if you can make it to the top of a point track and then get more points, you push other players backwards down that score track. And if you can knock them off of the lowest space, they just don't get to score points on that colour anymore. Yep. Uh, which I think is fascinating and... A little scary. Uh, the more cards you complete in a panorama, you don't just get points for that colour that you've just completed, but you get points for all the other colours in that panorama that you've previously completed. Yep. Um, so, like, the, the big panoramas, you can start getting, like, oh, I got, like, four or five points for a single card there. Yeah. I forgot to do that, but that's yes. an interesting mechanic. Yeah, so eventually we, we called the game as, like, I, I just a just a trial, unscored trial. Yeah. I was like, why am I, I why am I putting so low oh Yeah, I was on my last turn, I was like, I'm not scoring this, it's not fair or you, fun. You were very clearly going to win. I mean only because you hadn't taken ninety percent of your points. <laughs> but yeah, that's um that's four guns. It's a, a charming little game that was was a lot of fun. Yeah. What about you? Have you played anything else? Uh, the only things I've played are the the, the boardy type games. Did we play any other boardy type games? Oh, we played Gua vs. Time. We did play Gua vs. Time. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a um, point-scoring deck-building card game. Yeah, so think um, like uh, Clank or... Yeah, I think like Clank's probably the... The one that's it, mostly... It reminded I think Dominion's point-based. I haven't played it in a really long time. It, it is. It reminded me most of, like, Star Realms. Yeah, it had some Star Realms vibes to it. In Yeah, yeah. So the, the basic idea is you have a deck of cards that you are constantly drawing five cards out, doing a bunch of actions with your points, buying new cards, fighting fighting creatures, adding things to your deck, buying more things, fighting more creatures... Uh, basically those are your only two real stats to worry about is how much buying power do you have and how much damage can you do. Mm -hmm. um, there, this one has a neat mechanic where the first card that you play on your turn, if other players have a card of that type, they can also play it and draw an extra card. Yep. So you are incentivized to start your turn by playing something that is maybe in a suit that other players don't have. But perhaps you frequently. have multiples of yeah, if there's one that's like, oh, I've been buying up all the green cards, and I know you've really not been focusing on those, so I'll start with my green, because uh, otherwise they're going to get bonus cards, and that's going to help them. It 
incentivizes you to diversify a little bit so you've got a little bit of lots of things mm -hmm. just so that you can be getting that extra hand turnover. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then some of the cards have like special abilities that are explained on them that'll be things like if you play this alongside this you get this bonus and look at the top card of the deck if it fits this criteria get to use it this turn and or just get it for free to put in your deck yeah exactly yeah, um but... it's a really mechanically fun take on something like this yeah it's it's you know it's a fun little deck builder it's an interesting idea i i think they could have done some things very differently like yeah. i think the board is Unnecessary? Either unnecessary or just badly designed. Because it feels like the only reason the box is as big as it is is because of the board. Yes. But then you take the board out of the box and you take the manual out of the box and then you're just left with mostly vac form tray and three piles of cards. Yes, but making the board smaller would have meant that they couldn't have sold as big a box that looks like a big, big game. This is the whole thing at the moment in board games. People are talking about, yeah, but if we do a small box game, people won't buy it because they won't get to see it on the shelves. If if it's a big box, it looks like spectacle. Yes, but it's environmental waste. And it's misleading. It's misleading it to is. consumers. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm, I'm getting... There's been a couple of games recently that we've got that I've been really happy to see no inserts for. Yeah. Just like, here are your components, here are some bags for those components, once you punch them out of the board, Done. here is a box to put them in. Yeah. It is only slightly larger than it needs be. Mm. Like, sure, if you want to go out of your way and buy an insert for it, go ahead, but we're not going to sell you one of those, like, ah, it's sort of like slightly raised on two sides and there's <laughs> a divot down the middle and it, it's fucking useless. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, it it was it was a it was a good game. I would like to play it with sort of closer to proper play accounts because it's three to five players and and we are but it two people. Plays perfectly well with two yeah. people. I mean, you don't really get proper use of the chain mechanic, but apart from that, it's I'm, fine. I mean, like I can see how the chain mechanic would be more useful. There were there, there was at least one card I had where I was like the chain. This card doesn't get its bonus ever realistically because of the low play account, but like 99% of this game functioned perfectly well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and if you're anything like me, you'll probably be sitting there humming various bits of songs <laughs> throughout the entire playthrough. It, the card art is quite something. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some of Brocky's art, original art in there. There's, um, some stuff that you will have seen if you've ever looked at Aguar Inlay. Um, yeah, there, there it exists. I'm very glad I didn't, like, get a higher tier version of this. This is plenty. There, there's people that are still, like, some people got this delivered to them, like, middle of last year. Yeah. There are people still now going, oh, I haven't had my martini glasses or my shot glasses or some art print or something or other. Or a signed thing. Uh, Apparently there were player boards. I don't know why you'd need a player board. Who knows? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, what about you? What have you played this week? Uh, I mean, that was, that, that was it, really. Yeah. It was, it was the boarded games. Uh, you, had, you had one more thing on the list, yeah. I played some more Torchlight 3. Eh. It's still Torchlight 3. I'm not even sure why I'm playing it, apart from it's something I can do while I'm dilating. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I 
Well, I suppose if, if there's nothing else to say about that one, then, uh, I, I guess it's time for this. Well, then. Time for this. Right, right, uh, you, uh, let's who here, uh, who we've, uh, got here in the, in the room, uh, you, you, uh, you've got a question, uh, have you? Yes, um, uh, uh, um, Prime Minister, it, it doesn't appear you've done nearly enough to help, uh, with, with COVID. I, I, I absolutely reject the, the, uh, assertion that you're, you're, you're making there regarding my action on COVID. I have... 100% been behind COVID all the way I've done. I, 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 I've refused to close borders and then stop people uh, going on holiday. I've, I, I've presided over some of the, the, the deadliest variants in the world, the most uh, uh, unvaccinatable in, in the world. We, we, we've made sure that people can't get the vaccine. We've made sure that there is uh, confusion about the vaccine and that there is... Uh, we're lifting lockdowns whenever we can. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have to ask this. I do have a microscope with me. Would you submit to a microscope test to find out if you are just a sentient germ in a suit? Uh, I... I... I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's probably a question for Matt Hancock. Uh, <laughs> as the, uh, probably for... I don't know, he was bloody useless, wasn't he? We got rid of him. Uh, and, uh, whoever's in... Uh, Rishi, is it Rishi? I think it's Rishi now, these days. Uh, a bit behind the times. I was, I was watching the football. Go on, on England, what? Uh, uh, anyway, off to victory. I must get back to my, uh, Petri dish. Oh, are you, I see you over by the door. Are you, are you, are you heading, heading out? It's, it's been a while, I know, but I'll, there you go, the door's open. Oh, 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 no, is it, oh, is it, oh, has it been a while? Is it scary out there? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, well, we'll just stay by the open door for a second and you can get used to it. Yeah, see, it's not so scary, right? And then, and then, you know, what about this? What about this? There's there's some treats just outside. There's, there's a pack of, pack of donuts just just there. I mean, yeah, see, they're outside. Outside's not so bad. There's donuts out here. Yeah. Grab <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Well, you know, maybe maybe we put maybe we put the other ones just over here, and we close the door behind you as you go out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, hey, it's your friend. They're just there. You remember them from from before? Hello. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey. Um, it it's been it's been a really long time since since she's been outside or seen other people. Um, it might help if I give you one of these donuts to just put on your palm, just gentle. Don't donut, donut on on the hand. <laughs> Thank See? you for the donut. See, outside's, outside's okay. No, outside. I mean, you made it all the way out here. Sleepy, going back to bed. Uh, okay, okay. No pyjama bottoms okay. today. Try again next week. See you then. So. <gasps> What have you put in your eye meats? 
What have I put in my eye meets? Uh, wrestling. Wrestling. I put wrestling in my eyes. We watched the Polyam Polycult Party. Yeah, the Polyam Cult Party 4 yeah. uh, at the weekend. It's more sort of East Coast American indie wrestling. I'm starting to know who and what and the who's and the what's. The who's and the what's. I did I did a pre-show for this one again. You did? Um, I had a really fun time watching this. It was a yeah. very well-paced three hours of wrestling. It really was. Um... Not a moment of filler in it. It was like everyone was on their rare game and very dramatic. Um, The Molly McCoy Atron Armada fight was was, uh, brutal. Um, I have never seen a pair of people take as many slams into uh, what they called thumbtacks, as many slams into thumbtacks as they did and still seem to be fine. I mean, like the the, I was never super into wrestling as a younger person, but like, I owned the Hell in the Cell match on VHS <laughs> yes. of Mankind versus the Undertaker, and I'm pretty sure there's some decent chunks of thumbtacks in that. Yeah, there there was some there was some good hockey stick use. Mm. Um, the whole fight was just like, I have a lot of respect for both of those people's oh, ability yeah. to persevere. Oh heck yeah. Um, I very much enjoyed um. The trio who sort of broke in at the start and did their sort of unscheduled fight. That was fun. Uh, the body slamming of the audience members into the yes. pile of bodies was amazing. Uh, Would you like to join the pile? Well done to wrestlers who know how to body slam an audience member who doesn't know how to take a fall and not injure them in the process. I suppose if you're landing on soft other people, it's probably I su- okay. I suppose, but like it, it. Uh, I I loved how many of the wrestlers. Uh, incorporated the crowd in this very cramped venue into their wrestling. Yes, because they had to move venue at the last minute, so they went from being outside with plenty of space around the ring to at one end of a nightclub. Yes, and they made great use they of did. that. They did. A, they did a brilliant job. Yeah, yeah. There was there was some there was some wonderful dancing wonderful... to the bar was probably Dan- one of my favorites. Dancing to the bar was great. Um, when that that final fight broke out onto the, onto street, the street outside the venue, and the people across from the, across the road being like, "Huh?" <laughs> the commentators <laughs> in the room being like. We can't see what's happening. We don't know. Those of you watching the stream probably have a better idea what's happening right now. And then you started filling them in on the Twitch chat. I was trying to to Twitch chat message and be like, hey, here's what's going on outside. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um... If if you are someone who is like I like the thought the 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 idea of getting into wrestling but like but I don't know where Vince to McMahon. yeah I don't know <laughs> where to start and I don't want to be involved in like the WWE stuff mm-hmm. um the Polyam Cult Party Four you could do you would struggle to do better at finding like a really good like hey this is just three hours of really good theatrics mm-hmm. to get on board with um yeah it was it was real good also. Our, our good friend uh, Commander Sterling mm-hmm. had a wonderful match. Wonderful match, but also boo! Boo! Um, Lovingly. Uh, their, their tag partner, um, uh, the Great Bambina, one of my favourite wrestling gimmicks I've ever seen. That was great, yeah. I loved all the, the, the like, um, uh, the the pitching motions and the and the, yeah. like, the batting motions. Her, her whole gimmick, for anyone who doesn't know, is... 1940s baseball player uh, cursed by a hexed baseball glove and transported to the future. And 
she incorporates baseball moves into her, like, wind-ups or punches. She runs around the ring as if she's hitting the bases. Like, she knew how to work that into her wrestle style in a yeah. really, really good great. way. So, yeah, yeah. I, I very much enjoyed the Possibly big Kim again. Yeah. Bye. Um... And I'm continuing to reach the point in wrestling where I'm starting to watch other things and be like, I know who that wrestler is now. Yay. I saw them at that event. Like, um, the most Thank recent you. episode to have gone up, or that's going up, of um, Enjoy Enjoy Wrestling's Can't Eat yep. has Effie in it. I'm like, yep. I know Effie. That's that person that Ziggy Heim had a fight with. And I think Ziggy was in the episode before that. Exactly. I'm I'm learning who all these... I learn all these characters. Yeah. I'm learning about them all. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What have you been watching? Oh, uh, we watched Urance Upon the Ice. Yes, we have watched about half of Uri on Ice. Yeah. How, how are you finding it? It's gay, and it's, I love it. It's very gay. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you are enjoying your first introduction to a sport anime. I'm I'm loving any show that that is that overly homosexual. I love it. I mean, look, it's it's ice skating. They couldn't have not made it. They gay. could. That, that's the. Point, I mean, that's though. the thing they could they have, could yeah. have done. Yeah, and they were like, no, we're going for this. Fuck you. It's it is it is beautifully beautifully is. gay. Um, there's very early on More like this. Yeah. I, I very much enjoy early on shy, timid, nervous ice skater yeah. and his sort of dom d dom energy uh, coach who's like, <laughs> you, who is very shy and very nervous about yourself, go do the sex, the, the song about, do an ice skating routine to a sex song about how sexy things are. Mm -hmm. Sexual love. Mm -hmm. Go do that. Do for, for definitely not flirting reasons. <laughs> It's it's adorable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I'm very much enjoying it, and and more of that. I I uh, in 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 an episode or two, we are going to come across my favorite piece of music from this show mm. that I love very much. I have never given a fuck about ice skating before, so I know neither neither did I. But now that I'm here, I'm like, oh, you've moved all of the jumps into the second half. Oh fuck. Oh shit. I'm invested in this. <laughs> I was more invested when you explained to me why. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you have to understand a little bit of, of ice skating. I mean, there, and, there's, there was the an episode now. in there somewhere where they explained it, I think, but... Uh... Oh no, I tuned out. <laughs> <laughs> that scene wasn't gay enough. That's alright, I'll be here to be like, right, so here's the sports rules uh, that'll help, help you know what's going on. Yeah, I, I tuned out for the sports rules. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine. The, the important bring, bring thing is... Back for the, the, uh, yeah. the lifting of the chin. I, I mean... <laughs> Look, you are ninety nine percent of the Urian Ice audience right now. You are here for the. I'm going to gently lift just, your just lift up. Lift I'm just going to give you that hug from behind in front of all the reporters. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just a little bit of that. Also, the one with the stripe in the hair. Yeah, that was a really snazzy, sparkly outfit. In yeah, episode four or five. Uh, I, th I, I think it would be five and six. I oh, think okay. they were in. Yeah, because it'd been the the first tournament. Yes, five and six. Yeah. They did a very slightly like sort very of like uh, walking, like tapping, yeah. tap dancing, skating yeah. style. I very much like that outfit. Yeah. Uh, what What have you watched? Uh, we also started watching Invincible together. That's good. That's... I'm I'm glad you're willing to watch that again with me. I I I in... there are things that you learn about later in that show that have made me want to go back to the start and rewatch oh, it. Shit. 
Um, and it's been very interesting picking out certain lines of dialogue and going, oh, that's what that's about. That's the thing. Um, but yeah, how, how are you finding? I'm really enjoying it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing where that goes, because I think we're about yeah. halfway through that as well. So. I believe we are halfway through that as oh. well, roughly. Um, yes, for anyone, I, I think I talked about it on here a little while ago, but yeah, it is... Week, yeah, the subvertive superhero-y animated show. Um oh. Really nicely animated, really yeah. good choices of like um, outfit designs. Their knockoffs of known superheroes are just knockoff enough <laughs> that I love them. I keep giving them like <laughs> I like I keep identifying them mainly by their outfit. Yeah, <laughs> just like oh, it's this thing ish. Yeah, it's like that sort of gambit ish, but not cards. Oh, that's it. I called them gambish, didn't I? Gambish. Yes. <laughs> Um, my my favourite is still uh, the Aquaman knockoff who's a fish. Why not? <laughs> uh, Most aquatic man. Yeah, yeah but um, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the second watch through. Yeah, I'm enjoying my first watch through. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 there's something about the animation and indeed some of the character design that's reminding me of, um... Whatever the Superman cartoon was, was that New Adventures? Yes, or yes, something like that? yeah. Like, uh, like that main character is just like I'm getting real like Clark from whatever that cartoon series was. I I believe you're right, yeah. And it has like like there are there are some shots in it that are very like okay, this is American Saturday morning cartoons in mm. the maybe early two thousands. Yes, and then there are some shots that are so anime it hurts. They, just they, like, yes, they know how to use. The tool set they have to best effect. Mm -hmm. Like, they do not waste any of their budget when it is not necessary, and then when they go, okay, now's the now's the time, all of the money on this. Mm -hmm. Um they make good use of 3D environments where it feels appropriate. Mm -hmm. Um intense levels of detail occasionally to make a point. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah. Invincible's really good. Yeah, it's really good. More animated animated adaptations of non-DC and Marvel comics, please. Oh, God, yes, please. Yeah. But also Squirrel Girl. Also Squirrel Girl. Do that. Mm -hmm. uh, what about you? Have you watched anything else? Uh, I'm having a look, seeing if I watched anything else. I don't think I did. I think that's it for me. Uh, what about you? Have you watched anything else? Uh, let's see. We watched The Rattles. Um, I've watched some other stuff about um, music making stuff. Um, I've been watching a lot of, um, videos by someone called, uh, Yalsin Efe on, uh, YouTube. Uh, they do mostly, like, techno, um, tutorials. Okay. But, like, a lot of the stuff, like, sound design and drum patterns and, like, how you can do certain things or how you can achieve certain results, um, have been really good. I stumbled onto them through a video about, um, uh, micro uh, macro arrangement of um uh like music and like this i think it's like a 30 40 minute long video uh, explaining like here's how you can do like macro arrangement for songs like do your little a b sections and maybe have uh, an a b section or an a b a b or a an a b a c and at that point really you have an, a new a and a new b section make them longer expand off each other and just like ways to do that and ways to like build put a track together yeah. uh suggestions of like okay if you just make two really good loops and one is going to be your chorus and one is going to be your verse 
you can pick those apart and do um, subtractive arrangement and just go, okay, well, I want this whole section. It's going to be a loop of this, but we're going to take out we're going to take out most of these things on all of these bits so it sounds like we're just introducing from individual elements, making up to a point where to insert silences, um, advice on using reference tracks. It's a, it's a really good 40-odd minute video. And then like a month later he did, uh, the most recent one was, was micro-arrangement. And it's like how to do little tiny things within your mix, like just adding just a little bit of... Uh, automation in in some stuff um just to just to make some little variances and make how to make things more interesting in that way yeah that's been really fascinating to watch i just need more time to sit down in front of computer and actually music give it a give it a go but yeah it's it's been fun watching those videos and, and learning more stuff lovely Have you watched anything else no i think that's it well then Sound for this. Laura Laura, got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, have you ever wanted to look into the mind of a kitty? I'm very curious what our adorable baby is thinking on any given minute. Well, our sponsor this week is catfoodrequestbutton.lol.net. Oh, tell me about cat food request button. Well, have you ever thought that the, the what if cat is hungry and I do not know? I'm, I would how, be remiss cat parent if I did not know. How would I? How would I ever know? How would I ever Kitty know? Kitty can't tell me. Kitty does not have the words. So how does this help? It's a little button for the kitty. Ah. Oh. So uh, here it is. Oh, okay, I and, see. And then the cat just does a little paw just on the button. Oh, it's on the button. It's not working on the. Button. Did did you have this around the house like earlier or something? Yeah, it was. It, I, I put it in before I went to work this morning. I, Spudge, how many times did you hit this button? Meow. Batteries are dead. We've had it less than a day. She's pushing double A's towards us. <laughs> oh no! Okay, hang on. Okay, hang on. Let's. Uh... Okay. There we go. Okay, don't need a screwdriver, thankfully. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Food, 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 Why is it just pouring at your leg? Oh no! That's catfoodrequestbutton.lol.net.meow And let your kitty know when when they're hungry. Meow! Meow! Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi. Hi. So, uh, new new stuff we can be making. We need to we need to work out what we're uh, you know developing next. Uh, same as last year. Well, see, here's the problem. Um, a lot of the stuff we've been doing year after year, people have you know, gotten bored of it. We're we're in one of those lull periods where they're not interested in all of the you know sequel to the sequel to the sequel to the sequel stuff. Right. So you we're know. rebooting. 
Well, we we that's the problem. We've rebooted all the things already, oh. so we're. I, I've been struggling a little bit to work out like what we can ha- what we have that is going to sell and is like a guaranteed like people are already invested in, so we know it's going to sell. Um, oh, what about that franchise that we completely killed off and then we publicly declared in all of the news or press press articles and stuff that uh, actually that whole genre was dead. Well, I mean, huh. Huh, I mean... We, I mean, we killed it, but... I mean, we did kill it, but we I We have mean, the power. We have the old, uh, you know, the chest paddle thing, the defibrillator. Yeah, the defibrillator. Well, I mean, I suppose we could go back in and just make the thing that everyone liked that we killed off for no reason. I Why mean, did we kill that off? Money? Probably I, money. Uh, money? I, I think it was we spent too much and it didn't sell enough. That so. sounds like we did something wrong. Which we never do. Exactly. So I, the, the I consumer think must have been correct that they decided they they, they they didn't want to buy them anymore and and the industry is dead. Yeah, but the industry's back now so we can do it again now. And exactly. this time it'll sell. Yeah. You are a fucking genius. I know. So. Huh. What have you put in your ear mates? Uh, I put, put a couple of bits of music in my ear mates. Yeah. Um... I went back and re-listened to a track that I've talked about on on uh, Queer and Pleasant Strangers before, and it came back up. Like, I didn't like it on Spotify at the time, and it sort of, I it just didn't get put into my music uh, rotation. Uh-huh. And then, like, uh, Discover Weekly brought it back up again uh... this week, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I will put this in my collection, actually. Yeah, you got me on the second time. Um, it's a track called Armchair Anarchism. Um, by a band called Not Half Bad. It is a folk track uh, about trying to shake loose apathy and get sort of actively, engagedly angry about the state of the world and not overwhelmed by all of the bleak and be like, no, no, got to get out and be angry about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it, it is a bit of music that, that is definitely where I am at at the moment, and I I, I enjoyed it and appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, I also enjoyed a track called Sex Hair by Bedroom Boredom. <laughs> um, it feels very much like something that like a band like Kings of Leon would have done, but with more sort of Scar-style horn sounds in it. Okay. Uh, the reason that like I, I paid attention to this and want to listen to more of it is the percussion, the drum track on it, is almost entirely very light, very fast rhythms on an open and closed hi-hat. Okay. Um, it is masterful use of just one instrument on a drum kit to great, uh, very, very delicate precision um, that was really fascinating to listen to. So I, I want to go back and just listen to that a bunch. Uh, and I listened to a track called Google Your Own Death by Clowncore. Okay. okay. Uh, it is an instrumental-only track that starts off as this gentle piano instrumental and then kicks into... I'm My dance subgenres, I think I'm correct on this. Um, some, like, very pounding... EDM. I mean, if you can dance to it and it's electronic, it's technically EDM. I, yes, but I mean, when people say EDM, there's a specific thing they're described. I think. Uh, I believe so, but I th- I think that maybe I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to know my subgenres. 
um, very pounding dance music with a sort of nice ethereally beat behind it, uh, like, thing behind it. Um, it is a short track, it's only like a minute and a half long, it is fascinating to listen to. It is, it, it is an unexpected, weird little 90 second audio journey that I kind of enjoyed. Mm. What about you? What have you listened to? Oof, um... Listen to some mixes. Uh, listen to uh, Ed Solo and DJ Decline's uh, Welcome to the Jungle Volume 2 mixes, uh, which is just some classic um, ragged drum and bass stuff, typically of the, of their usual work. And also, um, I had another listen to the uh, BCM Mallorca 2013 EDM mix. Which um, is a CD I originally heard in Cyberdog in central London um, quite some years ago. I was supposed to be meeting somebody in Camden and they stood me up. But I was already a bit wasted. So I decided to wander into Cyberdog. And then I, 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 I was getting into their music and I nearly danced over a rack of shirts and I was like, I have to get out of here. If I damage anything in here, it will cost me my entire life. It's too expensive. <laughs> yeah, that is not a shop to accidentally knock something over in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, also been um, listening to some more uh, Talking to Women About Video Games, which I mentioned last it's week. It's a good show. It's a good show. And um, listening to... Uh, more Magnus Archives. I was listening to something else, but fuck mentioning it, because by episode three they'd gone horribly centrist. Oh no. Uh, there, 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 there was a line where they said, most people don't give a fuck, you know? There's people on, on like, the, the hard right, like the Tory side, and they're all like, you know, they want to clamp down on this and that and the other and deny this, that and the other. And on the other side, you've got people arguing that there should be more transsexual squirrels on, on daytime television. Oh, sorry, that there aren't enough transsexual squirrels on daytime television. I was like, oh, you're lumping everybody in... And apparently that's 2% on the right and 2% on the left, and everybody oh. else doesn't give a fuck. Oh, okay, so the, the number of fascists there are is equal to the number of people who want more trans squirrels on telly. Yep. Okay, sure. Yep. Mm. Uh. So that led me to some bleakness. Anyway, I didn't listen to that, and I'm not giving it a shout-out. Fuck it. That's fair. Um... The only other thing I listened to, I continued listening to Aaron is the Funny One, uh, which I started listening to last week. Continuing to enjoy that mildly chaotic format. <laughs> um, it, it, it seems to be having a bit of a back and forth of energy. Like the first week was very much uh, Jack, one of the hosts, being like, hey, uh, here's an entire segment about video game characters. Who are they? Tell me their backstories, this character you don't know. Then Aaron this week was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip that around. Who are any modern celebrities, Jack? <laughs> any modern celebrities? Oh, I can Literally any one of them. I can answer that. <laughs> it was a lot of like, here is a picture of Harry Styles. What's this man famous for? Can you work it out? No, you can't. You don't know anything. It's is he a footballer or a singer? Uh, singer. He was one Yay! of uh, one One Direction. Oh, I believe. I think. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> It it's very fun watching what is clearly a format born out of like playful antagonism, <laughs> um, ma- making fun of each other, but in a way where it's very clear that they're just like there is no malice here. They just <laughs> they they are having fun with each other. Um, I I've been enjoying their repeated segment of uh, made up horoscopes have been fun. <laughs> I like um, making up horoscopes. I know we need to do more of those. <laughs> I, I enjoy a good silly made up horoscope. 
Yeah, that's everything I've listened to this week. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. How's the, um, evolution going? Ah, oh, you know, you know, can't complain. Yeah, oh, you. Learning tools. Yeah, yeah. Same. Tools, yeah. Same. Ding, ding, you know, learning to do some things. There's a mm, sharp mm, thing on the mm, floor, I worked out, take that mm, apart. Mm. Humans are very stupid, could walk into that. Yeah, wouldn't want them getting hurt. Shouldn't want them to get hurt. Shouldn't want them to get hurt. Working on those tools, though. Yeah, working on those tools, though. Learned how to to put stone on on the end of it. Yeah. You're not just sharp wood, it's the stone on the end. Made of spear. Yeah. Calling it that. I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's what I'm calling it. Yeah, I'll behind that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't want to evolve, of course. Oh, no. No. Perfectly happy being an ape on the side of the woods. Very happy just, you know, being in the trees, not having to do capitalism. I like the trees. Yeah, trees are great. Yeah, yeah. Now I've got to shape stone. I know. Find a straight stick. Yeah. Oh. Got fish things out of the water. Get the fish with the, yeah. With the stick. Yeah, yeah. Got to do cause that, and effect. Yeah. I have to understand cause and effect now. Yeah, yeah. Language. Yeah. Getting, getting on towards language. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Didn't want to, of course. No, but, I didn't uh, want to. Humanity keeps ruining the planet, so... Uh, Got to, uh, got to, got to evolve. Have a word. Have a word. Have a word. Out. Uh, I mean, you know, if they don't listen when we have a word, we do have the sticks now. We do have the sticks now. We do have now, the sticks yeah, now. Yeah. The pointy sticks. Yeah, yeah. That's just something. let them walk into some of those traps. I'll be honest. Thank you for coming to our press conference. We are delighted to announce the new pro version of our console. And, of course, we'll be looking forward to seeing upgraded 8K graphics on the... <laughs> and, of course, we'll be looking forward to seeing the same quality 720p graphics that we've been doing for the last eight years on a much higher quality screen. <laughs> on a slightly higher quality screen. Also, we're, um... Uh, it's gonna be a different color. Yeah, it's oh, it's gonna be available in one other color only, only one color. We we couldn't uh, uh nothing. It's all good. Uh, also our console, we've managed to uh, increase the size of the controllers that you said were too. It's compatible with the old controllers that you know and love. And uh, uh let's see, it's um. Ah, uh, the, uh, the, the, oh, the, the little kickstand at the back, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a little bit wider now, and it, it, it has got several positions that it'll sit, sit, sit. yeah, yeah, it's got a, a couple of positions that it'll sit in, and, uh, and, um, yeah, and, oh, and you can plug the internet straight into the, the, the little back bit. Yeah, yeah, that's in there too, yeah, yeah, so, uh, uh, that'll be, uh, another $300, everyone. <laughs> That'll be another $500, everyone. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming to our press conference. No further questions. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social justice warriors. Social justice warriors? Yeah. All right, Harry. All right, Barry. How you doing? Uh, not too bad, you know. A bit, bit of sore arm, I'll be honest, you know. Yeah, yeah. Is that the, uh, the yeah, second, second uh, jab? Second jab. Full of science juice, like you oh, wouldn't believe. Sure that's what two weeks now it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, thereabouts. I you mean, by the, by the by the time I I start 
thinking about this a bit more, it'll probably only be one <laughs> well, week. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I've, I've been, I've been, I've been having a think as I do. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. uh, uh, looking at looking at uh, vaccination statistics around the rest of the world outside of the US and the UK. Yeah, not, uh, not, uh, not, not good, are they? Not, not good, not no, good. Like, we talked no. about this before that, like you know, the US is hoarding, uh, you know, patents and not allowing other countries to. Uh, yeah, and you then know. you got people like Gates who were just going, oh, well, you know, you don't want to give that away for, for nothing, do you? Exactly, exactly, you know. And on top of that, you know, we've reached the point with both the US and the UK now where, like, a good portion of the uh, population is is vaccinated at this point. You know, uh, the vaccine is available to literally anyone who wants it in both these countries at this point. Pretty much, yeah. Which, yeah. you know... At that point, it is ridiculous that neither of our countries is in any meaningful way helping support vaccine production or availability around the rest of the world. No, it's very much a got mine sort of thing. Exactly. And, you know, fairly typical of, of it the is, US and the UK. But it's such short term thinking because, like, you know, obviously we should want everyone vaccinated because that is for the good of the planet that is everyone needs to be safe everyone, Every, needs to be everyone protected. is worth except fascists but, exactly, you know, exactly. you know, but generally speaking everyone yeah. is worth but the problem is is you know both these you know the us and the uk are going to need you know some some kind of self-serving reason to do so and i think it's very obvious already what the self-serving yeah. reason is yeah, and it's it amazes me that they haven't you know started thinking about it is the more you leave the rest of the world, you know, essentially unvaccinated, the more you are going to see variants pop up. The higher the odds of a variant popping up that is, uh, like, more effectively resistant to vaccination, and the more chance you have of basically putting putting everyone back to square one. Yeah, I mean, at the moment it feels like there's more variants of COVID than there are types of men, according to the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, what's it, Ligma males now? Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, but that's... I I don't see how the US and the UK can sit in their position of being like, yeah, we, we've, we've vaccinated ourselves, everything's fine now, and not realise that, like... That's because they, they're so blinkered, they don't care. Well, that's it. It's, look, have have a bit of a global perspective, if only for your own self-interest to realise... If you want to get everything back up and running so that capitalism doesn't have to keep shutting down every five minutes, the best way for you to do that is to go make sure that people around the world don't get killed by a deadly disease. Yeah, 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 certainly. And I was just... I mean, it's capitalism, though, isn't it? It thinks so short-term. You know, they uh, you know they spent the, the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s covering up the... Covering up all the uh, the environmental damage that oil companies were doing, yeah. you know they, you know that was kept a few people, you know, very very rich, perhaps for their for their entire adult lives, you know, and 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 here we are now in in a case where we're you know hoarding these uh, these vaccine patents, um, yeah. completely unnecessary. We could be doing things for the good of the world. I mean, yeah. we're never going to get that uh, Star Trek style utopian exactly. future. No, no need for I, money and making sure everyone has plenty of whatever they need. It's been one of the most disappointing things about this pandemic. Is for years people held on to this hopeful, idealistic, optimistic view of if something happens to the modern world where everyone on the planet is at risk. That'll be the thing that will get humanity to pull together and do the decent thing. And 
I think this has proven that you're going to need more than a global pandemic to get people to, you know, pull together. Like the police, capitalism cannot be reformed. It needs to be uh, completely abolished. Indeed, indeed. But, you know, just please get yourself vaccinated if you can. Get yourself vaccinated if you can and, you know, do whatever you can to encourage those uh, with the power to do so to uh, spread it, spread, uh, spread that... Uh, yeah. vaccine around you know when we're looking at you know brazil i believe have now got what is one of the most uh potent uh vaccines available now uh, yeah. that they develop themselves which you know. they are shipping to other parts of the world to help them as well well that is that is very decent of them and, and uh you know at least some, somebody's doing doing something at least like someone is yeah, yeah. You know, and and I who knows it might come to a time when you know the us and, and the uk are in a position where they're so chock full of variants, everyone else has done the sensible thing going, well, you're not coming in here. And, yeah. uh, you know, what's to stop them going, well, we could develop a, a, a vaccine for your, you know, Sigma variant by then or whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever the fuck. But, uh, you know, w- would they, having yeah. having looked, looked upon the state of how we treated the rest of the world? But... Uh, yeah, I can't help but look at uh, Boris's uh, plan for opening everything up on the 19th of mm. June and feeling like, uh, is this a cull? Because it feels like it. It feels like a cull. Yeah, yeah. Much yeah. uh, like, mate. Yeah, mate, yeah. Trying yeah. to hold the, hold the bleak off a little bit longer. <sighs> good old mate, good old. Good old. Hopefully, uh, next one or the one after that, we'll uh, be in that sort of uh, yeah, that, that reality territory. Although, you know, at the same time, probably want to make sure we both get tested before we actually do see each other in oh, person. I know, I know, but um, gosh, I've been hearing some stories about people getting reinfected even after the uh, double I mean, jabs. I mean, that's. I'm not going to panic too much about that because, you know. Anything with a not one hundred percent rate, you know, you you take that as, yeah, it, as it comes. Yeah, you know, yeah, doesn't yeah. mean that it's not incredibly useful. And if, no, you, oh, if no, you're no, both no, fully no. vaccinated, your chances are fairly minuscule. Thankfully, hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Laura, <gasps> yes, where can we find you upon the internet? Laura K Buzz, pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. I've got books. Uh, Uncomfortable Labels, that's out now. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, that's out now. Uh, Gender Euphoria, that's out now. Uh, that one's got Jane's words in it as well. Uh... You should definitely check that one out. Um, I have a bunch of podcasts, but I'm going to not worry about promoting those because the big thing I'm promoting at the moment is, hey, are you in the UK and angry about trans stuff and want to come do a shout at the government about it? August 6th at 1pm, Downing Street, we are having a trans rights protest, so go check out my Twitter, at Laura K Buzz, for more information about that, but angry, shouty trans protests coming up, so that's like a month today, that's fair, that's coming up fast. It's coming up, it's coming up, it's coming up. It's there! Also, I do a podcast with you that isn't this one, Jane. It's, uh, yeah, it's Polyamory, it's a D&D 5th edition replay podcast podcast. With questionable morals. It is. You've recently had the episode where you were having a bad time in a very dark town with a purple sky. Ooh. Oh, yes. The the everything got very a lot Everything town. got very a lot town. <laughs> I had so much fun doing that episode. They didn't, but I had lots of fun. 
<laughs> um, just going through all my horror tropes in in one episode. Um, yeah, uh, my my stuff uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify a seventy six hour work week. That's patreon.com slash stoned monkey radio. That's really important to me. I would love to hit twenty five subscribers by the end of or by August. That would be lovely. Come join us. We we have fun. I tend to share everything there first. Uh, before anywhere else. Um, I, I write stuff on stonemonkeyradio.blog. I've been doing like a decent number of board game reviews recently. Yeah. Trying to get through that pile. Uh, trying to get to a week out. Some of them aren't reviews. Some of them are just words I've written about board games because some board games don't deserve a review. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. All of my links can be found at streamerlinks.com slash janiac. J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Laura. <gasps> Sing us out, please, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Fuck Ubisoft, they ain't getting reviews. Fuck Ubisoft.